how do you define transparency per se? Yeah, I think uh, it's at the basis of privacy regulation. Uh, if we look at the history, privacy regulation was born after the um, uh, totalitarian regimes of the 19th century. Uh, protection for people, uh, you know, so that, uh, you know, in a way, it comes from wanting, people wanted their life not to be transparent. And at the same, so it's at the end of the day, it's all about transparency in one sense, uh, uh, protection from transparency for the government or from companies. And and I think it's an interesting twist that uh, the you know in a world where there is privacy regulation, um, transparency around what data is the most important thing. And also in uh, you know in, in, in my professional work, I've seen that users, uh, you know, consumers, people, at the end of the day, like to know what's going on. Okay. And once they know what's going on, that is the foundation for doing anything that you want with personal data or know what they're with their data. And it's it's a it's a trust, and I think in it's a it's a trust ma uh, matter. And I think in any personal relationship, if you think about the foundation of trust, it is transparency. Okay, yeah. and I think also you know from just from uh, again, if you look at if you took the business relationship that is sharing data and you transfer that to a personal relationship, it will be quite mm -hmm. obvious that we need to be transparent to, to each other if we want to trust each other. And generally speaking, I think consumers are also, and of course there is a shortcut, which is to try to trick, trying to trick the consumer, the, the, the people into accepting a certain data processing activity and whether it's sending emails or um, tracking, uh, but consumers are getting more and more people again are getting more and more savvy about that and are getting uh, again looking more and more through the the, the tricks and mm -hmm. the only way out is to stop the tricks be transparent and even uh, you know like this could mean for instance in europe now saying users we are we are um uh, you know, we need ads to survive. We need your data to survive, and that might mean, you know, that 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 is what my what it might mean. So either you give us your uh, the, the allowance to, to 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 use your data to track you for a personalized advertising, or you need to pay a subscription, okay? Because yeah. otherwise, we're going out of business. And again, that is a transparent way rather than trying to trick the user with colors of the accept button, you know, in Europe or very, very small text, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's the answer. So at the end of the day that I think we're, you know, just like privacy was not a thing 10 years ago. Now privacy is a thing. And again, if I had to imagine the next step is going to be so much a thing that either you're clear and transparent about it, or users are just going to see through your intentions and not trust you and not give you their consent. Sure. Indeed, privacy is about trust and trust comes from transparency. But companies have to survive, so there's always a choice between uh, different op options. But uh, you mentioned that privacy is more important nowadays than it was 10 years ago. Can you elaborate on that? What makes privacy more relevant in today's context than say 10 or 15 years ago? 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think uh, people have grown more savvy, as I was saying. So today you have, uh, I mean, in Europe, you have uh, out of 100% of traffic, you have 30% that's using some kind of ad blocker or tracking blocker, either an extension on the browser or, uh, or offered by the browser itself, like for instance, Savari or some other browsers that will offer that feature. Then you have another 30% that uh you know another third that rejects uh cookies that rejects tracking through cookie banners when they're given an option and mm -hmm. only a third uh basically are are uh are those that you can track so this is how reality looks uh like today and i think it's it's something to to just uh take for what it is and i think also you have this this difference between the US and, and and Europe right now, you know, like the largest markets, so at least the largest, you, you know, unified legislations like that. Uh, the, 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 I, I think, you know, you already see a convergence uh, on the US, you know, to, to more, let's say, consumer protective uh, uh, regulation, okay? So I think also from the US side, I think, I, you know, every business owner needs to start thinking, you know, looking at the future and looking at Europe for, for understanding how the future might might look like. You have GDPR-like laws also in in Brazil and China right now. So definitely this is what changed. At the same time, also the regulation changed, okay? So the GDPR really, um, by by increasing fines at the end of the day, made things a lot more pressing for businesses. And this we see that this completely shifted the tide. But yeah. again, I think there is more legislation coming. And I think the legislation is following anyways what people feel, which is a need uh, for control and for, for transparency, basically. So they want to know, and then mm -hmm. they want to be able to make choices about that. And again, the more you're transparent, more you are straightforward the more i think they will show choose what you want them to choose uh, which is again to allow that's interesting because yes when you think of transparency there's also the element of control and people or individuals usually want control but then in the industry standards we also have the transparency and control framework which what i understand you've been part of the construction of so can you tell us something about what is this transparency and control framework or consent framework, which gives control basically transparency and consent because consent is about control. Yeah. What is it all about and how can companies or people use it for their uh, privacy compliance? Yeah. So first of all, it's an initiative by an association that's called IAB, uh, which is uh, the most important uh, association of online players, basically mostly about um, the advertising industry. And uh, uh, the inside this, uh, the, the, this, this association, there was the, you know, the need came to uh, create a system for communicating uh, consent information between parties of the advertising industry uh, in order to, so, so that when you see an ad, basically there is, there are multiple parties behind this ad. And it's important that uh, since this ad can be personalized or not and personalized in different ways, uh, uh, the the advertisers, uh, sorry, the, the, the advertising vendors, so those that provide the ads, like Google, for instance, 
need to know uh, whether there was consent and what characteristics uh, that this consent had, okay? And this need uh, came up in Europe and uh, uh, there came the idea within IAB to, to create this framework, which is again, something that works underneath the web pages and the, and the mobile apps or on TVs as well. And whenever you express uh, some kind of privacy um, preference, uh, which in Europe could be um, a consent or, de or denial, but also in the US with CCPAs, it could be an opt-out to the sale from personal, of personal data. Um, uh, when, I, when you express uh, the, 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 these preferences, these preferences flow with this uh, framework through all of the players in the industry, okay? And again, this, is, uh, this comes also with a series of rules that uh, require uh, transparency to the, mm -hmm. uh, to the you know to, to be given to the to the end users and thus binds uh, all of the parties of the industry into into basically um, being more um, attentive to to compliance and uh, the news is i i again i part of the working groups that uh, that uh, define these, these standards, you know, it's a bit like the standards that you have for browsers uh, or mm -hmm. for, you know, like uh, HTML, CSS. So it's, it's a similar process. And uh, we just presented in June in, in New York, uh, the, uh, the, the, the next version of this framework, which is gonna be global because mm -hmm. so far it was only for uh, GDPR and and the CCPA, which is the California Privacy Law. Uh, now there's gonna be a global privacy platform, it's called uh, GPP. Uh, mm -hmm. And the great thing is that the idea is to have this as an umbrella to all of the different legislations that are coming up, uh, such as all of the ones that are now coming in the US next year, starting from January in uh, Virginia, and then the new law in California, Connecticut, mm -hmm. et cetera. And so uh, the idea is to, you know, the use for this is, is to basically make things much simpler for anyone who has a website to, uh, to, to implement some kind of privacy control. And also for the industry players, so advertising players, analytics players, to have a, a standardized way to uh, read the, uh, the content preferences, the, 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 the preferences, let's say privacy preferences. Uh, again, in a way that it's unified and it's the same uh, across all of the websites so, you know, that there are. Okay, so it's essentially you give consent on one website, but on that, if the advertising is personalized or not, that's what that consent is being shared with other parties so that your experience yes, not is other websites, Not other websites, mm -hmm. but uh, it, we, it, it makes sure that all of the parties, which can be many because when you see an ad, the, behind the ad, there there can be many many parties because there is a, a kind of a chain of of sub-selling and sub-processing that's going on. So it can be very very complex, and it's important that every party knows what are the rules of that uh, you know that mm -hmm. that consumer that that individual has set in terms of how they want their data to be processed. Yeah, makes sense. I think uh, it is indeed the complex world because of the digital and the integration and everything. And then uh, does it help or how does it help for a business in terms of balancing the need for transparency and then the balancing the need of a business initiative from a business perspective, as you already mentioned, 
the business wants more data because data is value the other only other option would be that you make a paid service but that we are not there yet so how do you balance this transparency versus this business need for more data does this framework yeah, I mean, help or otherwise yeah i i think on one side we have a very important right which is what we've discussed which is the right to privacy okay which again has this noble history and it's important because without it again you get uh, uh consumers individual being spied potentially both by the government and by the um and there and and by and by companies and there are mm -hmm. uh, you know the news uh, let's say is full of, of discussions about this and uh at this at the same time on the other side you have uh, the business which as you're saying is trying to to optimize their uh you know the 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 revenue or their their, their access to data uh i think you know it, there, there needs to be something in the middle uh, and I guess that's what our business is about because, you know, trying to make this uh, compliance to the regulation easy is what, what we do. But besides that, uh, the, you know, definitely so there is the matter of making the compliance simple because mm -hmm. the compliance is already setting rules which restrict what a business can do. And it's important that applying these rules is as simple and as uh, cost effective as possible. Okay, so there is there is one thing you know, kind of the the pro, 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 uh, you know the procedure cost, you know the, the the transactional cost of doing it should be minimal, and again that's why uh, software and privacy professionals are are there. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think there is also to to consider that there there could be you know there is also the possibility that there could be a change of business models. Okay, because today we come from. <clears throat> Uh, you know, uh, and everyone can do every, anything world where business models have adapted to that and mm -hmm. have based themselves on the assumption of uh, free uh, and, let's say, uh, not necessarily free, but let's say kind of uh, libertarian uh, use of the libertarian use of personal data, let's say, okay, quote, relatively unregulated, at least in the US, again, G GDPR and Europe, it's different. But I'll say we, you know, let's if we if we look at ten ten years ago, you could do anything you wanted with data without many restrictions. At the same time, that you know, that's why you have online use papers that are free. Okay, if printing was free, you would have free paper newspapers. Okay, yeah, but you don't. Okay, because again, the, the that business model would not be possible. Okay, and maybe so we need to think about whether this business model of basing everything on free access to data or unregulated access to data, unrestricted access to data, is a business model that is going to stick in the future, okay? Mm -hmm. And I think we're already seeing models where um, the market is adapting to, uh, to, to more freemium ways of uh, what used to be free. Uh, so again, newspapers are all basically going to to premium or uh, freemium models. You know where you have some articles free, some articles not. Partly because uh, of other factors, uh, but definitely uh, the uh, the the in Europe you're seeing an accelerated uh, transition because uh, again the is limiting even further the effectiveness of a database, uh, um, an ad-based business model. So that would be basically what I, you know. So I, again, from a business point of view, I will really look at the future. And if I have a business model that is entirely based on the fact that data is unrestricted, unregulated, 
I'll really start thinking about how can I evolve what I'm doing to to adapt it to, to a future that's going to be different than than today.